Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks and just to have this opportunity to come across your earways, just celebrating with you and the joy that God gives us, celebrating with you the joy that uh, God's Word is. It's, it's such a great thing to be able to read God's Word and grow from it and feel good about it and and uh, have it just uh, enrich our days, Stephanie Wesco, and, and uh, just give us this new feel. And uh, uh, I'm just glad for God's Word. And, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so... I mean, you get saved. I guess you were like four years old, right, when you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And, yeah. Uh, uh, so when did you start? How old were you? Will you remember reading the Bible on a daily basis and studying God's Word? How old do you remember doing that? Well, then Mom had us. I mean, before we could read, they would have us listen to Bible stories, like dramatized Bible stories or things like that. Um, as far as reading, to be honest, um, I, I have terrible eyesight. And so it took a while for my parents to figure that out. So I remember reading the Bible fairly young, but I remember it being awful because I would get horrendous headaches (laughs) because of how bad my eyes were every time I read. Um, but I remember like when it, when it really started having an impact on me, um, where it had become a pattern of life reading, but where it started becoming more mine, I think was between 10 and 12 um, that I remember. I mean, I remember loving listening to scripture or whatever, but actual reading it and being impacted by it, I was between 10 and 12. Yeah, folks. So, you know, make 2022 a year that you read, listen and read at the same time. I do that now. I'm at that point where, I enjoy listening to the word of God. I actually audible gives you like a free month membership with them and, uh, you get one free book. And so I did it, took that free month on audible from Amazon, which plays audio versions of books. And I got the, I actually got the King James version, uh, animated Bible. So, uh, when it reads, you'll, you'll hear, I mean, God has his own voice. People have different voices. a little bit easier for me to keep up with, especially when I'm reading along. And so I've been doing that. And uh, I do that daily, and that's kind of been a blessing to me. So I just wanted to talk about that. I'm not bragging about something I do. You know, I'll miss a day or two, and I'll, then I'll catch it all up if I'm flying or something going overseas, whatever the case may be. But be in the Word of God. So that's was the purpose behind asking Stephanie about that. We just want we offer that service here, Stephanie. You know, that's a that's a service we provide by listening to our podcast, encouraging you guys. And let me say this: if you read your Bible through this year, I just want to applaud you. That's a great thing. And, uh, uh, you know, I had mentioned to you as, as we're doing this podcast, it's two weeks before ears We're two weeks ahead, which is good for us. Cause sometimes we've been caught behind. Uh, but I, I think as I'm wrapping up this year, I am so thankful, not prideful, thankful that the Lord gave me the time and allowed me to get through the whole Bible this year. I'm thankful for that. And I'm thankful for the devotion. Uh, 
that I got through this year that I've been able to get through pretty much every day. And I'll miss a day and I'll go back. You know, the thing with me, Stephanie, I think more than anything else is it's real easy for me to lose interest or say, well, I missed a couple days anyway. You know, that, that can be real easy for me. So I want to encourage you folks out there that, you know, if you miss a day, just go back and fill it in. It took me two days to catch up the other day. You know, we had went through Christmas. I, I didn't do my, we did Bible reading as a family. We did a devotion Christmas Eve and Christmas day as a family, uh, in Luke chapter two, but I had to get back doing my own stuff as well. And, um, so I'm thankful I did that. So just hang in there, folks. If you haven't started this year, start now. Uh, there's Bible reading programs all over the place and, uh, uh, just follow along. You know, it's, it's, it works out to, I think someone said you have to do 26 verses a day to read the Bible in 365 days. And some people do a chapter here, a chapter there, but there's Bible reading programs all over the place where it just tells you, you know, what verses to read, to read through the Bible. So, but I, uh, that's about it. But I do remember in a seminary, people said, read 26 verses, but it always left me in the middle somewhere. <laughs> so I use verses, you know, I'd be cruising right along and it would say, you know, but then it came to this place and I'm like, man, that's 26. I have to stop here. It's like, no, cut it out. So use those programs out there. You find some of them take you Old Testament, New Testament. Now, how do you do that, Stephanie? Do you do the Old Testament, New Testament, or do you just read cover to cover? I honestly don't follow a plan. I did that for years and years and years. And for me, that became um, almost a, a form of I couldn't fulfill it. And so it became a burden to where when I read, I was just reading so I could check it off my list. That was a block checker. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of other ladies out there or guys, if, you know, if you're a single parent, um, reading scripture becomes lifelong. <laughs> it doesn't become, did I read through my Bible this year? So to be honest, I didn't, I haven't read through my Bible since like cover to cover since Charles died. Um, I've read it probably more in the last three years than I ever had before because it's become life support. Um, so I guess everybody has their own way for me. It's uh, maybe taking a book um, and reading through a book, thinking through it, meditating through it, sometimes reading through it twice, because there's a lot of times you read through something, you're, there's like so much, you have to read through it again to catch it all. Um, but for me, I like doing that. For me, going through it, you know, going through the book of Colossians or the book of Galatians or Philippians or Corinthians or whatever the book is. Um, and then obviously reading Psalms and Proverbs, oodles and noodles. Um, but reading through books, um, seems to help me more. I, I'm, I'm not good at biting off, um, a massive amount all at once. I do better with smaller pieces that I can think through and then, um, work through the next small piece. And I think a lot of it too boils down to wherever your heart is. If your heart is one of wanting for the Lord, if you're just, you know, if you read through the Bible so that you can say, Oh, I read through the Bible this life. That's, that's it. That's all you have. Um, find a different way to study God's word where it's becoming a part of you and you don't just have a paper full of check marks at the end of the year to show. Yeah. And I was a check mark guy. I still read through the Bible. I'm one of those guys who follows the system and I, but I don't do it for check blocks anymore. I do it to learn God's word. And that's why for me, I entered the reading in there, you know, so I'm listening to somebody read it while I'm doing the reading. And it, that's been a great blessing to me. It makes me pause sometimes, look at things, pray. And, but I do what Stephanie's doing too. So we, we're doing the book of Proverbs. I probably, and I mentioned last year to read the book of Philippians six or seven times as homework. Do that with Proverbs. 
you know, folks, I think there's, there's 31 Proverbs, one for every day of the month in December here, but, or, or those months that have 31 days, March and September, October, things of that nature. But listen, read through the book of Proverbs a few times, but try to do your daily reading as well. I encourage you to do that, but I totally get uh, where Stephanie's going from. And she does read a lot of Bible. I'm thankful for that. So Stephanie, we get to that point where you might be a knucklehead. And today I'm going to go ahead and hop into that where uh, the knuckleheaded moment, we do it for a few reasons. Number one, we want you to know what a knucklehead looks like. Number two, we don't want you to be a knucklehead. And number three, number three, uh, sometimes it can be kind of funny. So you might be a knucklehead if you eat with your mouth open in a crowd of people. I just want to say that. I don't I don't want to see your food. I don't want to hear the, <laughs> I don't want to hear the smacking. I don't want the horse chewing as my mother used to call it. Uh, I don't want your elbows on the table. You know, I, I mean, there's things I grew up with. Mabel, Mabel, no elbows on the table. I don't know, but folks don't leave your mouth open while you're chewing, man. That's not good. And, um, uh, I mean, sometimes some food will fall out of your mouth. It's got some smell to it. It's disgusting. I don't like it. And does it bother you when people eat with their mouth open? Yeah, it sort of traumatizes me. And the other thing I don't do good with is someone chewing in my ear. That almost makes me like levitate. I cannot do the chewing next to me thing very well. Um, so, yes, I, I'm wholeheartedly with you on that. Yeah, yeah. So I think that, uh, uh, man, I this is what I think. I think it's gross. Don't do it. Make sure knuckle it. That's all. You know, what's your eating manners? You know, and have manners, you know, put the napkin on your lap, you know, wash your hands after you use the bathroom. I mean, have manners out there, folks, you know, just be a good human being. That's all I want to say. All uh -huh. right. We're going to leave it alone from there. I don't want to go any further than that because it gets bad from there. It's like talking about people who have dogs who poo on the floor and you don't pick it up and we would we, stay yeah. away from that, you know? Yeah. Uh Thanks. Yeah. Who brought that up? No, I'm not going to say that. But anyway, I got, if we want to move in what not to say, did I pick on you there? That was a left-handed pick on you. You pick on me all the time. Yeah, I do. And it goes I both ways. It does. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And her, uh, and her kids pick on me. So there's multiple pickers. And uh, that's called self-defense. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. self-defense from Jill. Right. Yeah. 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 No, no, oh, that's just good old comeback. Yeah. It's not even comeback. It's start off with Joe, but that's all right. I love him like a relative. Hey, listen, so things you don't say or do to people with PTSD before you know it, we'll have this whole podcast done and we'll be talking about picking on each other. But I, I this is one Stephanie that's going to bug you. And it, I think it affects all people a little bit weird here, but, uh, you have PTSD. You must be a veteran. I want you to know uh, that out of the whole population, less than 10% were in the military. So there's more than 90% of people with PTSD are not veterans. You know, they could be cops. It could be raped. It could be going through things like Stephanie went through. So that's something we don't say or do. You have PTSD, you must be a veteran. Don't say it. I mean, wouldn't that bother you, Stephanie? Yeah. I mean, it's, I have that happen all the time. Um, uh, I, oh, wow. I just looked out the window. Not that this may ADHD anyway. The snow is coming down Yay. by the bucket. Like, well, take a picture of it. So well, you it's, can... gonna, it's only 36. So it's going to melt as soon as it hits the ground. But so still it's take a picture of the snow coming down when you leave for okay. us. Throw it out on okay. Facebook or something. Right. Help for wounded spirits. We, people got to see snow. Most of us yeah. live down. I mean, I was 
I was walking in 56 degrees this morning, 58 degrees, you know. I was down to my T-shirt that my friend gave me for Christmas. And, and uh, I really, I got that warm out there. But, uh, yeah. Ow. So people say that. See, she was right in the middle of answering. Yeah, people say that to but, me. But it's snowing. Not- yeah. 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 So all that. Um, so I was go- going back to this whole um, thing. So, yeah, I very often and it, people assume I was in the military um, and I was raised um, literally almost every man in my family has been or is in um, the military um, as far as my uncles and stuff. And now now my family now has military. So um, my son's, you know, people already assume he's in the military because of how he dresses and how he carries himself. So I'm, I'm inundated with that. And then, and especially if you say, if you say my husband was killed overseas, then they assume you are a veteran's wife and that your husband was in the military. And so, but people, I, to me, it's, it's, it's something that you don't want to automatically assume. Um, but for a lot of people who have PTSD, um, maybe it makes them feel a sense of belonging Um, But just, you know, assuming that it isn't, there's a lot of times um, that people have just been through junk. Um, Maybe, you know, maybe they've been through something like a military person, um, personnel would have experienced or a veteran. Um, Maybe they've been through something that bad because that kind of junk does happen. Um, But understanding everybody's not going to have that military mindset, I guess. Yeah, we just we just got to remember exactly what you're saying. We we, you know, it, it's not, you know, it's not a terrible thing. But just remember that PTSD occurs and survivors it, it of any any kind of trauma. I mean, yeah. So, and more than ninety percent of people have it from another another source. So here we are. We're in the eleventh proverb, and uh, we're starting in verse number six. And we've been going through this book. And this book's about standing upright. It's about having integrity. It's about humility. It's about doing the right thing. It's about right or wrong, really, Stephanie. You know, God continues to point out right and wrong to us. And verse number six, it says, The righteousness of the upright shall deliver them. But trans Oh, we did that one already, didn't we? No. The righteousness of the upright shall deliver them. It looks a lot like four and five here. Yeah. Uh, but transgressors shall be taken in their own naughtiness. And uh, the righteousness of the right deliver them. So, I mean, right away, it's talking about being delivered, being in that right place, being godly. Uh, it's talking about, to me, it's their reward. It's being a blessing. Uh, and then the other thing is their reward, too, and it's not a good one. I mean, what are you thinking about? I mean, there's either naughty or good here. Yeah, well, you're you're given two options as, as is over, all, you know, all of these verses. Um, I'd say 95% of the verses we've covered, it seems like I've had this contrast thing going on. So, yeah. Yeah. There's not a lot of gray area. The Hebrew poetry there. You know, this or this. You Mm -hmm. know, this or this. And, uh, you know, the righteousness, uh, again, you know, the righteousness. So, righteous being right with God, studying God's word, living God's word, it makes you upright. It makes you blessed. It puts you in a good place. So over and over again, I think God's word is pointing to something that should be so simple for us. But we really, you know, as a Christian people, Stephanie, we sometimes we know these things and we don't do them. Why do you think we, why do you think we live like that? Well, because our hearts are deceitfully wicked. <laughs> yeah. More Bible. Yeah. And we are. That's the bottom line. Yeah. Pride. And, 
And, you know, I'll tell you, you know, a girlfriend or boyfriend will mess you up quick, too, being with the wrong people, friends, hanging out with the wrong people. Uh, you know, birds of the feather flock together. You know, you start hanging out. There's a reason we talk about being equally yoked. One of the things I appreciate about Stephanie is we've talked over the years about, you know, her next spouse. You know, if you want to marry Stephanie, you got to be a millionaire. No, she never said that. <laughs> That's no, Joe, Joe said that to me, though. If my mom's getting remarried, it better, he better have money. Uh, but, yeah. it's, but again, choosing the right people in our life to make a difference, Stephanie. And I'll let you go ahead and clarify that. Yeah. You never said that they had to be a millionaire. No, no. <laughs> So there you go. That's enough. That's all she'll say. She's a private kind of person. Her son, Joe, said, if you're going to fix my mom up, make sure he's a millionaire. But anyway, you know what? You know what God's word says? See, that's just Joe. That's just who he is. You um, got to post. I need, you need to put a picture out there. I need to of Joe in his Christmas. Oh, do it. Yeah. 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 With his Christmas suit, with that look in his yeah. eye. He's feeling yeah. all good, especially since he had that booger thing removed from his head. We all get these birthmarks. Joe had one that was gross. I hate that, man. I had one on my ear when I was a kid, and uh, I'm so glad Joe was able to get that taken care of. But I, I think, you know, using that word upright, Stephanie, speaks volumes. You know, we, that's a word that's not used very often these days. So when you're thinking of the word upright, what are you thinking about? Well, um, <laughs> When I think of upright, I think of someone who um, has the testimony of Abraham, who has the testimony of Joseph, of um, David, you know, and, and an upright person is someone who is walking with God, okay, who has that integrity that we were talking about earlier, someone who they're not going to be perfect, but when they mess up, they make it right. And I think of that verse in Psalms, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delighteth in his way. And I think that good, that word, that the steps of a good man, the steps of an upright man, um, someone who is seeking God, seeking to be all that Jesus has created him to be. That's what defines uprightness to me. Yeah. And, and we talk about that. You know, you want to be standing upright. You want to be in it. It's exactly what Stephanie said, being that example, being in that place and, and, uh, you know, and, and getting to that place where, you know, this unfaithfulness and, or transgressors, um, they're taken into by their own naughtiness. And again, it seems like it grows. And, uh, let's sneak in verse seven here. I think it goes. We, and, uh, but let's look at verse seven. It says, when a wicked man dieth, his expectation shall perish. And hope of the unjust uh, men perisheth. So it's going on to say that, you know, when you're the righteousness there, when you're in that place, uh, it goes with you. Your wicked goes with you. You're not leaving anything. And you had mentioned that. I wanted to get to this first because it's kind of what you were talking about with Charles a little while ago. Uh, And I thought it went together really good with verse 6 here. Uh, but you know, the hope of the unjust and thinking about that, the uh, hopeful hopelessness of the unjust, when you die in your own wickedness and stuff, you don't have anything. Yeah. There's, there's no, there's no word that comes along, Stephanie, to tell us, Hey, you're dying. You know, Charles, Charles didn't get a phone call or a visit by an angel the night before he went to heaven. If he had, he would have said goodbye to everybody or he wouldn't have taken that path. Um, you know, this, nobody's ever been told, except unless you're in a hospital, obviously, and the doctors can see that you're dying that night. I think 
uh, you got to understand that any hope we have in riches and wickedness and, you know, for instance, so I'll say this, and I'm very sad about this. My two best friends in life that I grew up with, uh, one of them committed suicide 14, 15 years ago. Uh, is he found out his wife was cheating on him. He had visited some people, got my phone number, never called me. I'm real sad. I was on deputation at the time, 16 years ago, whatever. Uh, he had never called me and, uh, he shot himself. And, mm. and, and so I had one major friend I had grown up with. So there was, you know, my friend and, and then it was my major, you know, my last major friend left on earth. I, last time I saw him about three years ago, I was up in Connecticut by myself. I think I preached a high school graduation or something that thing. I was a speaker at our church <clears throat> graduation at Christian school. And, you know, I sat down with him. He's a born again Christian. He, I made sure he was saved. We talked, I left him a track, man, the guy had everything going for him, but part of his life, he had, you know, he had, always bragged about his conquest, women, you know, uh, money he had, things of that nature. And he never got that right. And I, I got a call or I got a message on Christmas Eve from a, a good friend of mine, a girl that we all grew up with that Debbie and I know, and she's friends with Debbie and I on Facebook, but, uh, she used to take fish off my hook. She was like three or four years older than me, probably more of my sister's friend or my older friend's friend. But she sends me stuff when things happen in town. And she sent me this note and she said, Doug, I'm sorry to tell you this. Uh, but your friend such and such put a shotgun in his mouth and pulled the trigger. And mm. you don't take anything with you with that. Yeah. And folks, I think that's what we're getting at here. I, mm. I think, you know, there's a wicked side and there's an upright side. And, you know, the wickedness had got my second friend. He, I heard that he had been hung up with a uh, girls and alcohol again. And, and I mean, he was raised his house was closer to the Baptist church than yours is mm. and the one you grew up in. Uh, his dad was a deacon in the church. And, but, mm. but I, I think, you know, Stephanie, I think God is trying to tell us something over and over again. Choose me. Uh, he, I've given you this free will. Choose me. I think over and over again, that's what God's saying. I, I just believe that that's the way I feel. I mean, how would you close that? here in these verses and how would you, how would you close this out, Stephanie? Well, you're, you're working for something. Your, your focus is somewhere and someday when the tale of your life is told, will people stand around and talk about how you laid up treasures in heaven and made a difference for the cause of Jesus Christ? Or will they stand around and, be able to rehearse how selfish and how self-centered and how wicked you were. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There it is friends. And, uh, Stephanie, are you going to give us a chorus? What do you have for a chorus? You got anything on your heart or mind that's not copyrighted and you, um, you want to sing a chorus of it or it can belong to us. Copyrighted by us. Let me, Oh man, I, I didn't think I know I'll do the, the chorus of, um, boy, I was going to do some worthy Christian soldier. Um, I think I got it. I have to. I haven't listened to that CD in a while. A Christian soldier serves his Lord with all of his might. He hides within his heart. Uh. Folks, <laughs> I want you to know that you can find that song right now on Apple Music. Oh, you can find a- that song on Spotify. <laughs> Serve worthy Christian soldiers. Listen, we love you guys. You're awesome. This, this is living proof that Stephanie's not the perfect individual that we all think she is. And uh, she didn't remember herself. You know, we're going to give her a break on this one. 
and uh, we love her anyway. But listen, we, we, we are thankful you listen to us. And all joking aside, go out there on Apple Music or Spotify. Look up the new uh, the new CD, too. That one's on the old CD, I believe, uh, Steadfast in Trial, Stephanie yeah. Wesco and Family, Serve Worthy Christian Soldiers, a song that I wrote 16 pages for or something and sent that to Stephanie. That trauma all of its own. Yeah, yeah, but she, she made it work. And, uh, and, and folks, the new CDs out there and you want to be part of that God meant it for good. Stephanie West going family. Listen, we love you folks. We hope you're having a great Thursday. Do something special, uh, for somebody and for yourself today, you know, get yourself a latte, praise God, or an espresso or diet, whatever your thing is, man. And, uh, enjoy that. Call someone you love and tell them. And, uh, we, we look forward to talking to you tomorrow. May God bless you. Remember to do your Bible reading. We'll talk to you real soon. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth, and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.